Dude, hi. You're gonna give me some pie. Welcome to the Piecast, serving up an extra slice of the strange. Welcome to the Piecast. I'm your host, Mandy, and again, this episode we have a special guest back, so we will get right into that. And now it's time to check in with Half Pint, our conspiracy correspondent. Well, Mandy, you forced my hand this week. I cannot believe you're making me do this. Cheers. I'll bite. Kurt Cobain was murdered. He was. It's true. I'll bite. I'll go for it. <laughs> so you're willing to actually discuss it? <laughs> well, I just took a shot, so yeah, I'm willing to discuss it. <laughs> <sighs> so, why do you think he was murdered? I think the main reasons, mainly because the, the amount of heroin he had in the system. Um, yeah, he was like a chronic drug user. And, you know, they, people say, like, old oh, because he was, you know, such a heavy user. He could have had that amount of system normally. But, no, they said, like, it totally would have knocked someone out. Um, the placement of, like, the gun and everything where the gun's just laying there perfectly on his chest. You know, if you're shooting yourself with a shotgun, there's going to be, like, some kickback from it. I there's shot no, a shotgun. I know there's fucking kickback from it. There's kickback. There's buckshot. There's... Yeah, it wouldn't just, like... Residue. Lay there perfectly like that. Plus... All the shady business with his note, with even if like, oh yeah, how, fact I'm looking Clinton at it right now. Actually, like wrote, I have note. it, I have it up, and um, the only thing that even sounds like, the only thing that even looks like uh, that even implies death is at the very, very bottom, and it's written very, very different. Exactly, than it's top. written afterwards that she totally wrote that in. It basically it was like him talking about wanting to quit the music industry and leaving Courtney Love. And then she added that last part in because then it makes it look like he killed himself. And and he really, you could tell he wanted to be with his daughter. Exactly. He wouldn't just abandon her with Courtney. He actually, I think he even said at one point, he, well, I mean, because Courtney wanted to, everyone to get the idea that um, Court, that he would rather die than go through a divorce because his parents went through a divorce and that led to this whole bit. I don't yeah. believe that one bit. Um, of course, there's no fingerprints on the gun. Yep. Plus, he was already, like, you know, talking about, like, leaving her and everything and leaving, like, the music business for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't want to do much or so. He, he were, um, he also, there was also the one that she allegedly tried to hire a hitman. Yep, and then he mysteriously died. He mysteriously died afterwards after, you know, because he, uh, he asked for a, she was going to give him like $50,000 to blow his effing head off. Yeah, exactly. And then he was mysteriously run over by a train. No yeah. witnesses. Yeah, pretty convenient. Yeah, very convenient, right? Very, very Kennedy-like. We'll talk about Kennedy later. <laughs> but it was so like, you know, the timing of it too, because she was trying to sit there and get whole off the ground and start her career. And if, like, there's a divorce and he took money and stuff and she had to deal with that, then she probably would have, like, lost out. Uh, but you see, a lot of his friends have even come forward and said he wasn't one to do that. I mean, um, I think he had that one suicide attempt in Rome. But it wasn't even, like, a suicide attempt. It was just, like, an OD. Yeah, he had an OD, but OD can be a, 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 a symbol of a suicide attempt. But it's only according to her that it was a suicide attempt. 
and it's only according to her that she that he took those pills anyway because you know he she went to Rome for him yeah and when she came in allegedly when when she woke up from swallowing like a Valium and drinking a bottle of champagne he had a little deal or something and he had allegedly swallowed fifty uh, pills which they couldn't even if he had swallowed that much he would have been dead yep. And then, of course, in uh, 94, I've got this one right here. Love called police officers who reported a domestic dispute with Cobain after police officers arrived on the scene. Someone by Love, she told them that her husband had locked himself in a room with a 38 caliber revolver and said that he was going to kill himself. The officers confiscated the gun and three others along with a bottle of various unidentified pills. For what it's worth, Cobain told police he did not intend to take his own life that night. Yep. And... Courtney tried to get, um, of course, Chris to Novellic and Pat Smear and a bunch of people to get him to intervene and to start the intervention. That's when he went to L.A. for the treatment for two days, and then he left and uh, everything. Yeah, so it almost seems like she was trying to, like, build up to it or, like, build this background. Or it was, like, all these previous attempts at trying to, like, kill him that just, when it didn't work, she's like, oh, it was a suicide attempt. Or it was all, like, planning to lead up to it. So it was, like, you know, building up the background for it. Well, they were separated at the time, too. And then uh, she convinced a private investigator to follow him around. And then, coincidentally, she didn't give him the address to the uh, forest home where he was found dead. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's interesting that she didn't give that. And also, um, she failed to include... Cobain's Lake Washington home, a significant absence because DeWitt later revealed that he had seen Cobain there on April 2nd. Yep. She was basically just leading the private investigator on like a wild goose chase. Pretty much. Like I said, him actually uh, finding him. It's just one of those, it's like uh, in wrestling, there's a whole deal with they're going through. I don't know if you heard the case of a. Well, the sad part is, we'll never know, but this case kind of reminds me of the Jimmy Snuka deal. Yeah. Where Jimmy Snuka in 1983, allegedly, his girlfriend was found dead, and he may or may not have had something to do with it, and we'll never know what really happened. This is like, well, they'll they'll try Courtney Love, but she'll be like 72, and that's if she lives at 72, and she'll be like, on so many, she'll be on more legal drugs than she's on now. Yep. Yeah. I mean... And then she kind of, didn't she really use that as her, like, spiral to whatever the fuck she's doing now? Yep. Yep. Basically, like, she used it to launch her career. She used it to, like, push hole and, like, walked around with this fucking, like, ashes and, like, a backpack for a long time. Just trying to, like, gain sympathy and used it to totally, like, boost her own popularity. I've talked to her. I've talked to his daughter, though. Don't ask me how, but I've actually, I talked to, well, I talked to Francis for a while and, um... She was always an interesting person. She really didn't know Kurt. Yeah, well, that's she why was she young. did that that HBO documentary that came out a couple of years that came out like last year. Yeah, yeah. She did that because she did not know who he was. And court and apparently, of course, it pissed Courtney off because she wouldn't go make a dime out of it naturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does it all for you, the money. You would think that a woman who allegedly loved her have loved her man as much as Courtney loved. Kurt that you know she wouldn't give a shit but it's all about the money with her that's why she made the big deal about their Nirvana box sets yep exactly anything that they want to do even if like Dave Grohl was the one who like you know wrote it and was a part of it and all that she's just like nope because she still has all the rights to everything 
That's just sad. I wish sometimes in probate they'd look at a case and go, you know what, you're not going to fucking get shit. Next. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm reading this right now, and you know, my God, he couldn't have... I don't. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he could have killed himself. I'm just saying it's very suspicious how that all happened. The whole thing is, it's like you know, with the shotgun and the amount of heroin that's in his system, and like, you know, if you're going in there to in the garage to like kill yourself, because like the door was locked too, or like the stool was pushed up against it and stuff, and like you'd want someone to find you if you're going to kill yourself. Normally, people do, and then like the whole bit of the note where like, you know, it's the main part of it, but then suddenly at the bottom. It's all different handwriting, and it's a whole different feel, and it's just kind of, like, thrown in at the end. So if you're writing this big suicide note, you're not just going to, like, change how you're writing and change, like, the whole feel of everything right at the end for, like, the last little bit. The only part that kind of alludes also, to killing yourself. most suicide notes aren't that long anyway. Yeah. And they aren't, like, they aren't, like, a monologue. It's, you know, it's... If there is a note, it's usually about a paragraph long, and that's about it. You know, Hunter S. Thompson's basically just said you know football season is over uh you know relax you're 67 years old 17 years past 50 17 years past you wanted to live anyway you know relax this won't hurt or something along and he was a writer (laughs) and he was a writer it was only like a paragraph long Mm -hmm. exactly so you think if anyone's going to write something longer it would be someone like as a as a a thompson expert i I did that quite well i might add Well, and there is, like, it was brought up in the, the Soaked in Bleach documentary, too, how, like, they had found her practicing, like, his handwriting and, like, tracing it out and stuff, too. Why would you do that? Exactly. Why would you be sitting there tracing his handwriting or practicing his handwriting? And it was, like, something like her lawyer or something had found it in, like, her backpack. It's like, why would you do that? And then, and then he, and then like, didn't she like read the note at one point during time yeah, or whatever? Yeah, she, uh, she read it out on like, they did a big thing on MTV and she actually like right. went on stage for people live and read the note. But why would you read that? If that is a suicide note. Yeah. It's just maybe, maybe it's just me. If that was a suicide, why would you, the person is directed to would read that? <laughs> I think, if, again, yeah. it was for the publicity of it, like, because Nirvana was still huge then, even though they were sort at, of, like, on the But decline, still, though, but... it doesn't... The, fuck the publicity. There's a point to where, you know, okay, you know, today's my dad's birthday and all. It's like, you know, I look at it. If my dad had killed himself, even if he, if he was a famous musician, I would not have read a suicide note. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't... I just look at it and go, I wouldn't have done that. No. It wouldn't have, It wouldn't have mattered. Well, and they made it into a whole big thing, and you got to wonder if how much of it was, like, you know, the publicist at MTV, because it was, like, a whole big memorial-type thing, or how much of it was her trying to do it, trying to get publicity, because, hey, her new album's coming out, so here's Courtney Love in the media. Yeah, just, it just so happened that her album was coming out, what, six months later or something like that? Like, yeah. that quick or something like that? It yeah, was... it was, like, right around then. She's not even that great an artist, either. No. Actually, and here's I, I read some of the comments from one of the articles from Gawker, you know, back when that money had, you know, back when that website had money. Um, apparently, some of the people in Seattle have even said he wasn't even in the heavy drugs until Courtney got involved. Yep, like he was. He was. De- don't get me wrong. He was depressed. He was always depressed. He, he had issues, but um, he was willing to clean that up. He had been like sober for so many days. He had been. Completely, he had set off hard liquor for years. He was willing to make a new life for his daughter. Yep, exactly. And, 
you know, Courtney Love tried to ruin it, of course, like she always does. Yep. Well, and that's why, like, you know, the whole thing with, like, all the police investigation and, like, all the shadiness behind that, too, and it just leads to everything else. Like, it's just all too many unanswered questions. And I think for me, like, that's what it comes down to is, like, the shotgun laying there, you know, conveniently just, like, laying there perfectly and the note. Because, I mean, like I said, I've shot a shotgun. There's kickback. And that's just from even shooting, like, I think it was the... Not an 8 gauge, it was like a 20 gauge or something. One of the, the smaller shotguns. And there was fucking enough kickback to like throw my shoulder back. So I mean, if you're shooting yourself in the face with even like a smaller shotgun, even like a rifle or something, there's going to be kickback. Yeah. It's not just going to like land there perfectly. It's not going to land conveniently on your chest and just not leave fingerprints either. That's the other thing. That yeah, exactly. And so like, okay, even if they're like, oh, you know, he shot it with his foot or or whatever, there'd still be fingerprints from him holding it. You would have to be very flexible to be able to shoot it with your foot. But even if you did that, you'd still be holding the barrel. So there'd be fingerprints on the barrel, or handprints, or some kind of, like, marks on it. It may not, like, be down where the trigger is, but there'd be, like, on the barrel somewhere on the gun. Yeah, it would be. And that was, like, another thing. They never really, like, dusted it for days, and it kind of sat there, and... The whole thing oh, is shady. Oh, no, we'll talk about Kennedy stuff. I'll show you shady when we get to Kennedy. <laughs> Foreshadowing, it works! <laughs> so see, you're coming around to Kurt Cobain being murdered. You know, I was never against the idea. It's just that a lot of people in this generation feel that, you know, it's an excuse for why music didn't take off and blah, 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 blah. I wanted to look at it from a proper perspective and not just, you know... Go with the flow on that. Yeah. It, the grunge was already starting to be, like, on the downswing, though. I mean, the mid-90s, it was kind of starting its downturn anyways. And I think that, like, a lot of it was Kurt Cobain just didn't want to be a part of the music industry anymore. He didn't like how it was going and, like, becoming so, like, mainstream and popular. He wanted to do music for the sake of doing music and not for the sake of, like, you know... Answering to a corporate specialist. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, and, like, become, being told what to do. You know, but then, unfortunately, and, you know, to to counter that, you have to start up your own group. Yeah. That's what, with, that's with uh, George Lucas. He never wanted to work for a studio or work within the studio system. He ended up founding a studio. You know, Kirk Cobain not wanting to work within the system, he would have had to have made his own system. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But he could have just got out of the music, music industry altogether, you know. He would he he would have been the wandering hermit. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been like like he would have been the, he would have, he would almost been like Bob Dylan in his uh, uh bike crash in 68 when he had the mysterious bike crash and he was like unknown and no one knew where he was. People thought he was dead and just yeah. you know, sort of people didn't know what he would do and then again Kirk Cobain could have gone Christian by then. That would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been. I don't know. I think no. that like I think that it's still like such a big t- deal too because you know how he was and like just like this big starting like the whole grunge mu- movement and everything was like music was I don't think he so meant to do then. that either really no, reading, he didn't re- mean to, reading but... into his music and his personality it's like he didn't mean to do that no, he just but it, wanted it to... led to it and like then suddenly you know he kills himself and people just couldn't wrap their heads around it and I think like maybe half of that is people saying like oh he had to have been murdered because we just can't accept that he killed himself yeah. But you also look at all the evidence and 
you know, it may not lead towards murder, but it's one of those things where it's like more likely than not. So it probably wouldn't pass in criminal court, you know, where it's like without a shadow of a doubt, but it's like uh, Lennon was obviously killed by a person. He, you know, wasn't set up by a, wasn't set up by Yoko Ono or anything, but he was physically assassinated. And see, that's the other thing. Like people kept, you know, that, but they can't accept that, like, Kurt Cobain killed himself. Or, like, so many other musicians themselves are OD'd. People are like, okay, you know, they accept it. I'm still trying to figure out how Hendrix OD'd on marijuana. I guess a lot of it. But Kurt Cobain was also part of the 27 Club. That too. Which is kind of creepy in music. I don't, I don't, I don't think he meant, again, I don't think he meant to be a part of the 27 Club. I don't well, think Courtney loved no. it either. <laughs> Courtney Love wasn't thinking about that. Courtney Love was thinking about my album's coming out and he's fixing to divorce me. Exactly. Uh, it's just that, like it. She didn't want to be divorced. She didn't want to. I don't even think it was like about money or anything. Either she just didn't want him to like leave her and be left behind because she had her own shit going on. She just wanted to be famous. But it's like, um, you know, that should that should just be a lesson. Don't don't crowd around the first blonde groupie you hang out with. Exactly. <laughs> you get pussy blind. <laughs> I don't even think he was that. I think she just kind of forced herself onto him. Yep. He just kind of let it happen, and you know. Yep. If it, and I don't mean to say it like this. If it wasn't for Francis, things would have turned out a lot different. Oh, I'm sure. I don't mean to say that in a horrible way or whatever, because you know, yeah. She obviously she's come across as a nice sweet girl, but you know, it's just. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think if she didn't ha- if he did not have a kid, it would be completely different. Oh, totally. It would have been totally different. Oh yeah, I think he would have left Courtney long before that. Oh, I would have left Courtney first chance. That's the first time I met her. <laughs> you coming around like Kurt Cobain was murdered? I'm not gonna say he was murdered, but it's a great big possibility. <laughs> And now it's time to serve up your slice of the strange. And sticking with the music theme for this episode, I've got some celebrity musician ghost stories for you. Katy Perry reportedly received a freakout at a home in L.A. The National Enquirer, not always the most reliable source, (laughs) said the California girl was freaked out while on set. She was apparently alone in the master suite and saw a mustachioed man. I like when people say mustachioed. (laughs) saw a mustachioed man staring back at her in a mirror and no she wasn't in drag katie raced from the room and down the enormous staircase screamed the top of her lungs everyone tried to calm her down but she told them she would not return to that room and wanted to get out of the house immediately so you see celebrities aren't immune to ghost stories (laughs) um here's one from adele the british singer was reportedly so spooked by spirits that she didn't want to sleep in her new six million dollar home after hearing things that made her jump the mansion used to be a convent, which seems to be the perfect place for unresting spirits to dwell. The singer hired a bodyguard to protect her, although we're not sure how much help it would come to battling ghosts. That's very true. Why You, you hire a bodyguard to protect you against ghosts. I don't know how that would happen. You'd be better off hiring like a medium or a psychic for something to protect you against ghosts, I would assume. <laughs> um There's one from Miley Cyrus. The singer rented a flat in London, which was converted from a haunted bakery with history. So there you go to begin with, it's already haunted. She explained that her little sister was once burned in the shower when the water inexplicably turned hot without the knob being touched. She also thought that she saw a little boy sitting in the sink watching her take a shower. And 
She continued, I was sitting there the next night and maybe I'm crazy, but I could have sworn I could see this little boy sitting there in the sink kicking his feet. So again, <laughs> more wonderful ghost stories from weird people. Um, and also I have from Lady Gaga and she's kind of well known to, you know, document stories with spirits and stuff. Um, and her story is in 2010, it was reported that Gaga believed a ghost named Ryan was following and annoying her with his near constant presence. It was reported that she was terrified, even though he did not do anything violent or scary. She reportedly had a seance, since she believes in the paranormal activity, and would rather be safe than sorry. Gaga also believes that her late aunt Joanne instilled her spirit within her from beyond. Joanne, who was a painter and a poet, died at 19, and Gaga thinks it is her calling to finish her deceased aunt's vision. So, there you go. There's some, uh, a couple little celebrity ghost stories for you for this episode, Slice of the Strange. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your slice of the strange. I want to give a shout out to Recap, the band that provided the music that I use for my show. And say that you can check them out at Recap Band on Twitter, as well as you can find me on Twitter at ThePiePod. And find me online at ThePiePodcast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for The Podcast. And also, I'm a proud member of the Pottern Family Network. <laughs>